You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 287th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. I am Matt in beautiful fake spring. Gonna dump snow on me tomorrow and ruin my day, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, where things are pretty good here, little guy. Uh, yeah. I gotta say, spring has already sprung. Uh, there's a spring in everyone's step. Um, mm-hmm. I did a little bike repairing um you know uh this weekend so tune in tune in some things up thinking about riding again (laughs) that's the first step toward riding yeah well well, it's not the first step (laughs) yeah well it's like one of the first steps um first step and and tim you know my kansa partner he'll be excited to know that the first step is actually that first shave after a long winter that's the first step. That's the wow, first you're, step. Towards, you're never going to ride it. <laughs> getting you're back like, on the bike, getting that training program dialed. Oh, it man. is uh, late February now. So if you uh, have not taken this step already, you are behind the eight ball and uh, you really need to get moving because uh, even I have taken this step uh, this spring so far. Huh, interesting. I have not taken that step. I have ridden my bike on many occasions. I uh, even went out and crushed some fat bike trails this weekend, but I did not oh. shave my legs, so I guess I haven't trained. I'm not really sure about that. Uh, well, you just haven't taken the first step. You've taken maybe the second, third steps, but uh, you're really you're going to pull a muscle. You're going to throw something out uh, of whack. You're getting up to master's age, so you really need to pay attention to this stuff. So it's like it's like building a base. You're building a base. You're building an aesthetic base on your training mm-hmm. routine. And I forgot yeah. to build a proper aesthetic base. I I can yeah. tell you that I um I I we were like totally burying the lead here because we'll have to get to the the lead story of why Tim's right. not here <laughs> yeah, in a minute. <laughs> but I put uh, I put a trainer tire on a bike to ride my trainer so that because when I had previously ridden the trainer okay. this year I had a cross tire on the back and it was really loud. And, Ugh. uh, my one son, I only have one son, um, mm-hmm. Tom Boone and Tom Boone and would yell from upstairs at me that it was too loud and that, um, and, and the, you know, VHS copy of, um, the freshman I was watching was also cranked up too loud so I can uh-huh. follow along, even though I could just mouth the words along as I watch it. Um, yeah. he would yell that it was too loud and I was going to hurt my ears and I should put headphones on. He's, he's very good and militant about ear protection. It's- so it's good conscious, uh, uh, you know, you like to see it. You love to see no, it. No, you like to see it. So um, I've got, uh, so, so definitely I finally put the training tire on. Now I'm going to really hit mm-hmm. it hard, but we are totally burying the lead because Tim is not here this week. Yeah. So we got the, the two main important stories out of the way, which are my leg hair condition and your trainer tire situation. So Big now news. we can get to the third most important thing. Uh, to happen to the podcast this weekend, little guy. Uh, why don't you break the news for everybody? Well, uh, break for Tim. Uh, Tim and his lovely wife, Sarah, uh, welcome their second child to the world. Um, I'm going to call them little Nairo or Nairo Nairo. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. Tim might, you know, he, I guess he has, uh, I guess, I guess he gets to make that call, but, um, (laughs) But you'd, you'd like to think, yeah. <laughs> I guess he does. But the thing is, uh, Saturday, uh, they they welcome their second child. Everyone's healthy and happy. It sounds like right now everything's going good, um, which is great. I'm super happy for him. And Nairo Quintana won yesterday. Oh. Um, so I, I don't know how there's any way that we can't call this kid Nairo yeah. Nairo or little Maybe, Nairo. Maybe, uh... In in light of that, maybe Tim doesn't have a say in this one. Actually, I was uh... just like the cycling the cycling gods have spoken, mm-hmm. and they said, "I mean, if your if your favorite racer wins on the same day 
that your child is born, I feel like the universe is speaking to you. They're saying, Definitely. get this kid to altitude, I mean, start a training camp right now. <laughs> I, you know, I think there's something to that theory. I think it makes a lot of sense. And anything, really, honestly, anything that the universe says that is not to name it after Iban Mayo, uh, I am I am all for, uh, which yeah. was Tim's original suggestion. Um, yeah, not as good, not as good. No, a lot, of, a lot of baggage to to saddle uh, your kid with. I know, as fathers, I can I can speak <laughs> to this. As fathers, we definitely sometimes maybe project some of our hopes and dreams onto our children. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want them to succeed where we have personally failed. Um, you know, I yeah. I maybe want my son to get more points at Opus than I ever got at Opus. Um, and so training crits are life, little guy. Hey, it's World Championships. It's every Tuesday, I think. I don't know if they still do them here anymore. But, um, <laughs> you know, you project those things. So I think you don't want to saddle your kid with um, yeah. what Mayo is going to saddle with you. But I'm very happy for Tim. Uh, it brought back a lot of fond memories of my child being born. And, yeah, it made me all uh, – it just made me really happy. It was really great. So – as we know, uh, you know, Tim's first little Heimar, and maybe we can, you know, maybe we should wait for, for Tim to discuss it, but little Heimar is definitely, is just uh, put into the climber's track. Like, he just kind of has to be. Like, that's what he's fated yeah. to be. Do you think Tim could produce a Springs Classic uh, uh, racer? Because we're just around the corner from the real season starting here in Europe mm-hmm. and getting into some some cobblestones and things like that. I think so. I mean, he's building out a tour team. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I think he can. I mean, Tim, he, I would say Tim is more of a classics writer. So, I mean, that's a generous way to put it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, that is fair. You know, that's a compliment because we're doing, we're doing DK, which, which it's long, (laughs) but it's, it's a classic. It's not a grand tour. So, I mean, I mean, if, you know, I, I'm I'm I've always prided myself on maybe going uphill faster, but um, when when it really comes down on a flat fifty mile section at Kansas, I think Tim is going to rip my legs off. Um, hypothetically, well, with your help, I don't know. You might just be on the back reading I mean, reading a book, but regardless, if I'm uh, uh, providing the pedal assist um, that he is hoping for. I will I will be adding just velocity sheer volume to that tandem. The velocity will just be through the roof. I'm no physics major, but um <laughs> I think when you put something with two people on it going downhill and the extra weight, um we're just gonna be blasting past you until we spiral out of control wildly into the uh underbrush yeah. of Kansas. That is very, very possible. I, um, yeah, you're no physics major. The, the problem with, (laughs) with this, uh, there's one problem with us getting a little bit more popularity. I'm not going to say we're crazy popular as a podcast, but we, 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 we have the numbers, the numbers are good and we, we get more people writing us and more and more of them, unfortunately, Spencer, seem to have real jobs that required educations. And they have, they have, uh, credentials and it's, you know, people write us and we're like, they follow us on Twitter. And I think, oh man, I bet I've said something dumb about, um, you know, what, whatever their subject is at some point. And, it, sure. and it, you, you see, and you're like, oh, that's great. And you're like, oh man, that, that person knows a lot more than me. And so I bet oh, we yeah. know we have a physics major listening right now who's just slapping their head. They're probably actually excited that someone's talking about physics on a bicycle podcast. But yeah, it works out in our time, favor more times than not, I think, with uh, with some of the nuance there, for sure. But we're going to um, get an email. That's what I'm saying, is we're going to get an email oh, it's explaining gonna be great. Yeah. partially why you're wrong. Well, partially why I'm right, probably, and partially why I'm wrong. Yeah, Definitely maybe. the part about what I got wrong about sort of being right, but... Yeah. 287 episodes in little guy, we've had a lot of opportunity to get things wrong. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, I'm just impressed. It doesn't happen more often, to be honest. <laughs> it's true. Our fact checking team is not 
on it. So, um, our, you know, we've been talking about Tim and, uh, a little Hymar and, and potentially a little Nairo, uh, to be determined. And, um, you know, our phone lines started lighting up mm, as they yeah. do. They, I, it's strange. They've never lit up before. We've been doing this, like I just said, for 287 episodes and saying all kinds of wild, baseless stuff. Um, the phone doesn't really light up, but it, it has been tonight. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try and patch in to a, a call here and see if we can't uh, get a listener on the line who maybe has some questions. Um, we're going to see, we're going to see how this goes. You're you're uh, live on the air. This is a slow ride podcast. You are our lucky uh, winner um, tonight for the contest that we're holding. Uh, you know who uh, who are we speaking to? Uh, um, <laughs> well, thanks, guys. <laughs> so, so thank you for calling. I'm actually um, sitting here in the dark. Yeah. Uh, with the new kid, yeah. and I think we need to come up with a name. Okay, I have you a know, suggestion, Tim. Can I have? Can I? Can I lay it out here? Because I've already laid it out to the listeners. Nairo, Nairo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Nairo. Little Nairo or Nairo, Nairo. You know, why would we go own. with? Why would we go with Nairo? Why, why Tim, Nairo <laughs> won a stage uh, of a bike race yesterday, and then I, he won the GC actually... today. So, so on on the first day of your child's <laughs> life. He goes up, pops off a wind just to say, Tim, don't forget about me. I, I believe well, I I'm your first kid in spirit. And then he goes and wins the GC today just to make sure you, you, you don't forget. I like this idea. So I think we're going to go with Little Nairo. Um, Sarah, <laughs> all right. Of that. So we have Little Nairo and Little Hymar. Um, great things. But um, guys, absolutely thrilled. What do I win, actually, um, for being on the show tonight? Well, you're you are our first uh, call in uh, uh, winner. You know, this is the first time we've ever had the the phone lines light up like this uh, about something we we're discussing. So we wanted to make sure, uh, you know, to get you the privilege of being on the show, at least uh, you know, uh, live and and on the air. So um, feel free to say hi to the fans, say hi to mom, whatever you need to do. You're you're live on a podcast. Well, <laughs> well that's a that's a championship uh, right there. But I will say this, uh, Spencer. Um, Lots of people asking me uh, uh-huh. how my training is doing for Dirty Cancer now that I have a second kid. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Um, <laughs> are, are you stoked on this? I, I, I'm going to flip the tables on you. I have to admit that <laughs> I have to think that you currently are just absolutely thrilled that now our fitness levels will be similar. Yeah. So I, you're going <laughs> to be on a couple month long taper here uh, towards Kansas, yeah. which I am excited about because I'm going to be on a bit of a build. And, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's nowhere to go, but up, uh, so it, yeah. it technically classifies as a build, but, uh, I think we're going to meet at this good, happy place. See, I don't have to worry so much about building to, uh, ultimate fitness anymore. I just need to build to two kids, dad bod fitness, you know, mm. <laughs> you just yeah, want yeah. To sink it's definitely, sticks, you know, yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're definitely there. Now, um, well, I guess I'll leave you with that because uh, little Hamar uh, needs to uh, um, probably need a diaper change. <laughs> yeah. um, but guys, absolutely, absolutely thrilled! I was able to call in, and I, little Hamar is the perfect name. Nairo, so. Nairo, Nairo, Tim, you're, you're little delusional Nairo. already. already. You're delusional already. The second kid <laughs> has already made you sleepless and delusional. I totally I gotta understand. Say that the, I'm very happy for you. The the, the amount of sleep. Um, is definitely not helping the, uh, the recovery. No. Um, I don't even need a whoop band to tell you how, how, how lack of sleep I'm getting right now, but <laughs> I could it. definitely use a whoop band yeah. once I get back into my house. Cause right now yeah. I'm sleeping on a Murphy bed. Yeah. Oh. So I know you're only one day in Tim, but do you, you got, you think you got a sleeper or you think you're going to be awake for the next two years? Oh, he's a sleeper. Uh, not got, like, guaranteed super yeah. rookie guarantee. I now, I I hope I, you do Tim but but uh, I got to admit uh, a little little pain through the my my child and 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 your first child and how much sleep it seemed you were getting compared to me but you know it's fine, it's fine. I I got to know uh on this topic 
Um, do you have a Grand Tour sleeper on your hands, Tim, or do you have a Spring Classic sleeper? Um, I have a Tour of California sleeper um, <laughs> right here. Definitely okay. a one-week stage race specialist. Uh, Perfect. And with that, guys, oh, okay. I'm going to have to sign off. Yeah. All right. He, Later, he man. heard me say Tour of California, and he's telling me, like, oh. Dad, I'm going to the Tour of Utah. <laughs> Colorado Classic. All right. All right. Congrats, I'll talk to you guys. Bye. All right. Thanks, boys. Bye-bye. Oh, All right. man. So, Woke him up with that terrible... <laughs> terrible joke. You know, a reminder of the tour of California would get anybody, uh, you know, it would get under anybody's skin. So I mm. can hardly blame little Nairo. I, Tim accepted that pretty easily. I got to say, um, that went I, over a little smoother yeah. than I thought. I mean, I don't, I don't really know how he was going to be able to argue against his... I assume one of his favorite all-time riders winning on the same day as his kid is born. I that was that was the the stars aligning. I don't know how he was going to argue true. against. It, it it does put a lot of pressure on Little Nairo to perform, though. You know, um, when you have the you know essentially the 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 moniker of the next Eddie Merckx or the you know the next whatever, um, you know it, it weighs on you. And if you're the next Nairo Quintana. You know, you got to perform and, uh, mm. you know, not well, everybody can be Remco. Well, yeah, I was going to say the, the current Nairo is doing just all right. And yeah, speaking of the next Eddie Merckx, uh, Remco went off after Tim on the last podcast, uh, uh-huh. laughed at my suggestion that I'd read that Remco was saying he might, you know, might, might take a, a stab at GC at the Giro, you know, not saying he's going to win it, but. Just see how we can do. Uh, Remco uh-huh. went off this week and won two stages of the Volta Algarav. Uh, he won the uphill, one of the uphill finishes, and then he went and won the TT. So he also won the overall. So just a little shot across <laughs> Timmy's bow there. Just a little, hey, there you go. You're questioning my ability, but I'll just go win two stages out of maybe, I think, five stage race. Um, that, not yeah, bad for is... being what, 12? He's 12 years old, right? <laughs> Seriously. And this is no joke either. Like, he, this, I mean, Allegrav is not the largest race in the world, but the time trial that he won, he won over Rohan Dennis. You know, yeah. like... And Stephen Kung. So, like, two, yeah. two really good, big... Like, those dudes are big, meaty T-tiers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he won the GC over uh, Schumann and uh, on Bora Lopez. and uh, Lopez of yeah. Astana, who obviously has some uh, Grand Tour GC pedigree. Yeah. Yeah, Remco keeps, I mean, I know everyone's been saying forever he's the next best thing and all this stuff, but in the same way, Manderpol keeps surprising <laughs> me, Remco keeps, uh-huh. I just like, I'm like, yeah, he's really good. And then. He's already won two uh, short one-week stage races this year. We we are not is, at the end of February yet. Oh, my God, and I know. The Wonder Kid has already won two stage races. Uh, I mean, so has Nairo Quintana. So. Which is equally shocking, but um, yeah. do you think, you know how Matthew Vanderpool dominated the road scene last year and, and just – Freaked everybody's being um, on the road scene uh, who doesn't really pay attention to cross. Like we'd been talking about it. A lot of people who follow cyclocross have been expecting it. Um, do you feel like the roadies have been hiding Remco from us? And and maybe we, you know, we know he's good. We're like, oh yeah. But we didn't expect what's been happening uh, kind of in that same vein. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I'm sure he's fine, whatever. But when he gets to real races, he's going to get wrecked, and and he's yeah, just holding his own. It. Yeah, I guess kind of. Um, it's a little harder with road races. Like we were talking about this in the gr- in the podcast green room, and we were thinking about our like umloop picks that we'll we'll throw off after the mm-hmm. drop, um, or after the, the the mid of the podcast, you know. And like, it's hard sometimes early in the year, especially to know 
because you, you know, people don't show themselves and it's same. It's like you could do a big stage race and be super flying, but maybe he was on bottle duty. Maybe he took a huge pole in the middle of the race when you got up to go to the bathroom and the five hours of watching some <laughs> flat stage, you know, and you're like, ah, dude's not riding that well, but maybe in that moment you weren't looking, he'd like pulled, you know, his GC guy from like last place in the convoy to the front, you know, and like it's flying. So it's not like watching the cross races in a way like where yeah. obviously if you watch more than one or two cross races, you notice that uh, Matthew yeah. Vanderpool is elite of elite and just, just crushes everybody, you know? So he, I, Remco's Remco's the real deal. <laughs> Even if the rest of the year goes South, like not a bad way to start. Right. Yeah. I've been following cross uh, all fall and all winter and just sort of, after Worlds, I just sort of need a break from bike racing for a little bit. And so I haven't been watching the last couple cross races. I haven't watched uh, these these road races that have really been happening in the last few weeks. Um, but I did catch the the highlights online from GCN of the, uh, the first stage of the UAE tour. <laughs> and, uh, man, if you want to talk about um, just, uh, you know, wastes of time – um, that was one of them. Um, man, I, yeah, I didn't watch that. Pascal Ackerman took the win over a Caleb Ewan, uh, which was, you know, a sprint. Um, it was fine, mm-hmm. but, uh, man, I watched like, I don't know, seven or eight minutes of guys just pedaling around on a absolutely pancake flat course again. And I don't know. I don't know. Little guy like I know you need to race your bike to be ready to race your bike at Umloop and all this other stuff that's coming up. But, um, can we find a better way to do it? Well, I mean, if you'd, if you'd watched any of Remco at Algarve, uh, crushing it or any of Quintana at, uh, Maritimes, yeah, you would, you would have seen some better racing, but I think, uh, route to soul where Fuslang just won had, had a lot had a lot to offer a lot of a lot of finishes in towns with very narrow streets and uh streets narrower than my alley um okay. a finish where Fuslang was third wheel and i think dylan tunes sort of took the wrong turn and cut jack Hague off and then Fuslang just sort of sprinted to the win and had the look on his face of I did not think I was going to win that. And those guys just turned the wrong way in front of me. And now I just basically coasted to the win. And he won another stage like on merit, you know, but that one was pure like, whoa, that's cool. (laughs) I'll take another one. I see. I saw the clip of that floating around on Twitter, just like a 20 or 30 second thing of, uh, of the move, you know, the run into the finish. And then just those guys missing the turn, just going straight and then realizing it too late. Um, yeah. Uh, that was good. That is a thrill a minute. That is the kind of thing I need. And little guy, I, I'm that like, that's not a big, like it's a big bike race, but it's, you know, I look, I look at the calendar and I see, a, oh, oh, this is a world tour race, UAE. It's going to be the best of the best. No. And it just wasn't. Um, no, it's these how, little Spanish yeah. French races. These are the ones, man. That's, that's the, this good is stuff. the time of year to really pay attention to these, these little races. Um, like you're saying, little French-Spanish uh, races. And, um, you know, Tim kind of uh, alluded to it. Um, he thought maybe Little Nairo was going to be a a one-week uh, stage race kind of uh, kind of rider. Um, and it sounds like it might be the way to go if he wants uh, to watch some exciting bike racing and uh, not have to deal with the pressures of, uh, of Grand Tour stardom. Well, as much as I've been the Grand Tour three-week defender on this podcast, yeah, um, you have I will been. admit. I, I'm excited to see where this goes. Well, I will admit that So the last few weeks, like like this last week, we had three short stage races going on. And, uh, you know, one of them you have Nairo, Bardet, and Port on the podium. The other one you have Fuslang, Haig, and Landa. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one you have Remco... Uh, Schumann and Lopez. So you have a whole bunch of guys who've been there in GC in Grand Tours before. Um, I gotta say, like, these have been, these have been more exciting. Like, as everyone is finishing these and then talking about, like, oh, I'm building for the tour. I'm building for the, the Giro or whatever. I gotta say, like, I don't know. These are kind of cooler. Like, 
I see the merits of these so much more right now. Maybe I'll change my team. When the Giro comes, I'll be excited. But but yeah. these races were at the end of the day, you know, the biggest time gap is like a minute, you know? Um, yeah. You know, Remco won by 38 seconds. Uh, Quintana won the GC over Bardet by 40 seconds. Like, I don't know. These, ra- these races are great. I love these little races. And I love... Th- I know we've also had this conversation on the podcast about there being too much overlap and like when Torino comes, we'll have Torino and uh, Perry Nice and that's like the two big boy overlaps mm-hmm. and people complain about, but I love it because you got a, you got a sprint stage over here. You just go watch a mountain stage over here and you go <laughs> back and forth. It's so great. For the viewer, it's the best. For the viewer, it's the best. And I, these races are crazy. Like the, um, the Route to Seoul one, the Fusang one, uh-huh. they, they, um, the time trial today, Dylan Toons won the time trial over, over Fusang and Alex Edmondson. Um, there is gravel in the time trial, like a rolly TT with gravel. Like that's mm. bonkers crap that doesn't happen in Grand Tours. Or if it does, they talk about it so much. I feel like that it, by the time it happens, like that grid start, like, there's yeah. nothing to it anymore. Almost yeah. more excited about it in these little races because teams don't have a the time to fully <laughs> to fully <laughs> deal with it, to like uh-huh. scout it, to equipment it. Like really, like root to soul. Like, are you gonna are you gonna glue up some twenty eights on some on some uh, on some disc wheels for the root to soul? No, you're gonna send those dudes out on the twenty threes that are on the wheels already, and you're gonna be like, deal with it, man. Yeah, but luck. for the tour, you're going to have to re-glue a whole new set of wheels, right? So it's like, it's kind of more exciting. Uh, you just go out there, you do it. I'm sure some, some guys like previewed it, but I'm sure a bunch of these guys, even these high up guys were like, I don't know. They looked at it like the day before and were like, what? Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to be on my gra- my TT bike descending on gravel at 40 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, like, okay. Question mark. I don't know. I guess I'm going to do it. I don't know. That's more fun for me. (laughs) Like, I only learned about it the day before, and then I was legitimately excited to watch clips of this TT and see what sort of craziness ensued. Well, the gravel is sneaking. It's getting its hooks in everywhere, little guy. Nothing is safe any longer. Not the world tour, and apparently not time trials either. Um, Even TTs. So that is, that's an exciting development, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably all I have to say about all these. I, I one last thing I guess is Brandon McNulty, uh, who who was on Rally for a while, the American, mm-hmm. just jumped to the World Tour this year. Had a had a great ride. He's like he's done two races. He got fourth at San Juan last month, and he just got seventh in GC at Route de Sol, um, oh. and like top fives on three of the stages. Um, so move over, TJ. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Get nervous. There's a new American GC in town and he's, he's Amazing. still a baby, but. All right. Well, uh, on that note, um, we should probably slide over to the Aussie corner and get Ooh. a quick update, uh, from our correspondent over there, uh, Michael Matthews. See what's going on. Uh, okay. Michael, what do you got to say about your hair? <laughs> My name is Matthew Vanderpool and I don't listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. Alright, welcome to the Premlap. Uh, this week we are sprinting, as always, for Works, uh, Works Tools and the Works Hydro Shot in particular, um, which is a power cleaner that you can use to wash all that gravel dust off your time trial bike after you have... Mm-hmm. sent it into the ditch uh at 40 miles an hour on a descent in your local uh time trial um no yep, the critical. the works hydro shot is it's it's it wasn't made for bikes but it's perfect for bikes we've we've put these two things together like peanut butter and jelly and they are just an instant classic uh the hydro shot power cleaner is a fully portable battery powered um power cleaner that runs at about 100 and or sorry 320 psi which is 
five times uh, the power of your garden hose, but not the power of a gas-powered power washer that a lot of people use to clean their bikes, which will just blow. It's it's too much power. It's going to yeah. ruin delicate stuff. It's it's going to ruin your bearings. It's going to... It's not a good thing. Um, and I know from experience because we used to clean our cross bikes after jingle cross at the, um, mm-hmm. at the full, at the self-service car wash, uh, and just plug a bunch of quarters in blast all the mud off our bikes, hang them up for the season and then try to use them again later. And nothing worked. Nothing works. <laughs> so, no, yeah, it- we had to replace everything, cables, everything. And, uh, that's what the hydro shop fixes. So Mm-hmm. Um, we got together with them. They built us up a website at yourcleanbike.com, Y-O-U-R-C-L-E-A-N-B-I-K-E.com, um, with a special deal for wide angle podium listeners, um, uh, with the hydro shot and a bunch of other awesome, uh, tools and accessories that, uh, they thought were good for cyclists and, and folks with little, garage workshop or basement workshop and uh, you can get 15% off all of the stuff there at yourcleanbike.com when you use the promo code gear up for sure it's uh if you're like me you got to loan it out to uh your bud who's letting you ride his fat bike so uh <laughs> you know it's it's a useful thing and if you're like tim you might need a whoop to oh, track yeah. your sleep. Now, maybe Tim doesn't need it because he will know he's not sleeping. He will know he's awake and he will be in fear of how much I'm going to crush him at DK. But if you're like anybody else who maybe needs to track the subtleties of their sleep patterns, uh, really, you know, dial in how they're resting and make sure they're getting that rest so they, they can try to crush me at DK or whoever else you want to crush, whatever loved one you have that you want to be at a DK. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. You might want to look into getting a whoop uh, to, you know, figure out if you're resting right. Cause it, it is actually the most important thing. It's not, yeah. it's not doing huge intervals. If you're doing huge intervals and not resting, it's not going to matter. It's about getting that it's gonna be bad. proper rest. Well, and the, the best part about the, the whoop is that they make it super easy and, uh, not intrusive. Um, you know, you get, it's a wrist worn, uh, heart rate monitor and it doesn't mm-hmm. look like a giant, digital like watch thing you know it's just a a pretty nice looking fashionable strap that you wear on your wrist and it just does all the work and records all that stuff and sends it to the app on your phone and you can just kind of pull up these color-coded charts and graphs that kind of show you this is where you're at you're green you're good to go red Ooh, you got some work to do yellow like yeah you know like not too bad not great though just breaks it down, makes it really easy for you. So um, we're big, uh, big fans of Whoop over here at the Slow Ride Pod, and Tim is going to be a, an even bigger fan uh, going forward as he needs to dial in his cans of training. Um, if you want to follow Tim's lead, head over to Whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, uh, and pick yourself up uh, the uh, 3.0 band. And if you sign up for a 12- or 18-month uh, subscription for Whoop. You can save yourself fifteen percent with the promo code WAP. Very nice. It's a home run. Yeah. Um, I have one other uh, uh bit of news that I want to talk about in this preem lap, little guy. Okay. Um, Schleck is retiring again. Well, which one? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, there is a third Schleck. I'm not talking about Frank and I'm not talking about Andy because those guys are already retired, Mm -hmm. but the full Schleck is, is, it's in its, um, you know, it's doing its farewell tour. It's doing a victory lap right now. So if you want to head over and get yourself the best coffee beans currently available, uh, I would head over to Grimper Brothers, uh, coffee. Website, you can head to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee and get yourself right there mm-hmm. and pick up some full Schleck coffee beans because this is the victory lap. This is the this is the uh the final time around for these guys. Um mm. we are where- going to officially be replacing it and uh I'm gonna have that announcement later. But uh, I just wanna give you guys a heads up that something awesome is coming. 
and uh, the full schleck, somebody has to make way. So, um, you know, the uh, the next full schleck, the next Remco, the next Eddie Marks <laughs> is on the way. Um, so head over to uh, wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. Pick yourself up some beans. We've still got the uh, Cyclocross Friends um, espresso, which will be around uh, for a little while longer. Um, but uh, yeah, just want to get that out there and make sure people knew. Well, it's a sad day, but you know, you know, it had to happen eventually. You know, not every blend can last forever. So. <laughs> well, you know, uh, just those. You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I don't have a eulogy prepared. It's not really speechless. Dying. Yeah. Anyway, um, on that bombshell, little guy, I think we should get back to the show. everybody and uh yeah enjoy your story podcast right we're back and we've got we got one email we got to address before we get into the important topic of uh getting our um loop and current brussels current picks completely wrong uh-huh. and sending you uh wasting your money in the bookmaker. Uh, Doug Sniper wrote us in. Here's a good email here. I might summarize a little bit of this. This is a long one. That's a good one. <laughs> okay. He says, hey, guys, slow it down. I thought this was the slow ride, not the rush to judgment podcast. Are the Houston Astros guilty of sign stealing? No way. Let's consider the evidence. One, no evidence of sign stealing in any of the players' urine samples. Two, Buzzers on player shirts can easily be explained by an unscrupulous equipment manager who placed them there without the player's knowledge. He's got a good point. But he says, seriously, in regard to Denise Betsema, here are the facts. She tested positive for anabolic androgenic, I messed that up, steroids, which helped her win, and she hired a good lawyer who was able to mitigate the severity of her punishment. Sure, we don't know if she knowingly took steroids, but the public is not a court of law, and people are calling it as they see it. Um... Yada, yada, yada. You got to watch what's in your body. He makes a good point. I think we all agree. Uh, P.S. This is the part that really hit home Spencer. Okay. This is where he's got us. He says, P.S. Oh. I hacked your computer. I have video of you less, looking lustfully at Klein Bikes and Alejandro Valverde's beard. Please pay the sum of one Soggin coin to BigGeorge at AOL.com. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well... I don't, I, that Sagan coin is worth quite a bit of money right now, little guy. I don't know if, if we should, we only have the one. We, um, yeah, we did make an investment with podcast funds, uh, into Sagan's, uh, digital currency. Um, I don't know if you saw this news, uh, over the past weekend. I did. Good stuff. Yeah. He's all about it. Um, so <laughs> yeah, totally. It's what been, a crazy uh, thing. That's when you know you've made it. That's when you. That is it. when you know you've made it. I can't think of any major like LeBron James or anybody that's had fake digital currency made about them or you know uh, promoted by them uh, without their knowledge. Um, mm. So I mean, that's hey, yeah. I mean, you take what you can get. You, you obviously he has to deny it, and downplay it, and say, "Don't buy Sagan coin. Um, it's it's a scam," but. You know, we know that he's just trying to you know, artificially infl- inflate the prices uh, <laughs> yeah, make it more for rare. his own benefit. So we jumped, uh, we jumped on that chance and got ourselves a Sagan coin, which has been just exploding, going through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, having a lot of trouble logging in uh, to the website to uh, <laughs> access the funds, yeah. but um, they'll clear that up. They'll fix that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Um, mm. Maybe I just forgot the password. I don't know, but um, yeah. Yeah, not able to access it, but it it looks like it's just going through the roof and exploding. So we should have tons tons of money in there uh, going forward. So it's going to be amazing. Yeah, well, when I had trouble logging in earlier too, and they just needed my uh, social security, uh, okay, bank account routing numbers and passwords, and um, just a few other personal details, um, some things to do with the deed of my house, and then that cleared right up, and they let me back in. So shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. You punch that stuff it in. It just 
Yeah, they just needed my uh, mother's maiden name and the street I grew up on and my high school mascot and, uh, um, yeah, and some other details, social security, yeah. little things. Um, no biggie. Yeah, I, I think I think with all that, they should be able to get it cleared up and, and we'll be uh, rolling in Sagan coins uh, before too long. So, Niper, uh, you're going to have to uh, – we're calling your bluff, buddy. Um, yeah. You're going to have to put that stuff out there. Uh, we can take it. We'll yeah. take the hit. We're going to be so rich we won't have to uh, – we don't have to worry about it. Everybody already knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. Now, if you said that you'd seen all the pictures of Michael Matthews, I've looked at, oh, no, I've said too much. <laughs> um, so, little guy, um, I heard I heard you mention earlier that you were, you were doing some fat biking, and um, that's disappointing, but... Uh, <laughs> I also heard that you you had some adventures in in uh, bicycle oh yeah repair okay. sort of um what what do you got what's going on I haven't heard this story this is a real classic uh, amateur <laughs> okay. mechanic dummy move I uh, I, love I it. think I told you I got like a cargo bike building up like a big front kind of like a bullet sort of thing cargo yeah bike. yeah this is why you had to buy the uh, the wheel at the swap yeah so I got the rear wheel sweet I had to build up a twenty inch front wheel um, okay and. I defaulting to the fact that uh, I've never built the 20 inch wheel before, not really thinking about it being any different than other wheels. I was like, it's a cargo bike. Uh, I got to build for strength. And also I think almost every wheel I've ever built has been three cross just because I'm usually just building wheels for just for, for miles, not for like, I'm not building like right. some weird carbon hoops. So I bought spokes for three cross. Well, I get home, I get to my third set of spokes and I realize it seems like if I do these three crosses, it's going to cross so much over the hub shell. It's not going to work. And sure enough, I look on the internet and basically everybody in the, in the 20 inch world is like, you can't build three cross dummy. You build two cross, <laughs> but I just, I just assumed you would. So I bought the wrong spokes, which is super <sighs> stupid. Uh, not thinking that there would be anything different about 20. So that was dumb. And the rest of this isn't dumb as much as me just trying to not waste thirty dollars because <laughs> you know spokes are expensive. Um, they are. Uh, you know, it was, I yeah. Did you hand cut these down, little guys? Is that where you're going? No, this is a dangerous wheel. You should not. Use That's it. a good. No, that would have been a good idea. No, here's what I did. So they were about a uh, good idea. When I when I went back into the spoke calc, they were about uh-huh. ten millimeters too long. Um, okay. F- f- to do the two cross lacing pattern. So I, I did a little investigating in some weird crow's foot patterns and stuff and my head oh my hurt. God. My head was hurting uh-huh. and I was like, this isn't going to work. So I looked into doing the twist, right? <gasps> doing a twisted spoke did you? wheel. So I eventually, after reading about how to do them and ways to work it, I was like, well, I don't really know if I have too much length to make it happen or not, but I'm going to try it because yeah, worst this is case already scenario, a sunk cost. Yeah. Yeah. I, worst case scenario, I don't get to use these spokes and I have these weird spokes that are, don't work for anything I have. So, right. um, I'm just going to go with it. So I tried it and <laughs> I can, I can report that I wasted a night in the basement twisting spokes <laughs> okay. because they're still, they've been twisted three times, like three full rotations and they're still too long. And, uh, part of the problem is that, uh, because it's only 20 inches, the spokes are super short and they're straight gauge spokes. Yeah. So they're very stiff and thick. And so even when I tried to start putting tension on the wheel, the spokes from the hub to the twist have like no tension on them. And from the twist mm-hmm. to the rim, have a lot of tension on them. And I don't think there's any way to put enough tension on those spokes to like pull them taut, you know, as if you were yeah. pulling some string taut. Um, I don't think there's any hope. I wasted $36 and two of my evenings. So, so, you here, know, here, a classic amateur mechanic fail. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you're not expected to know about the difference between full size wheel and 20 inch wheel. I certainly, would have made the same mistake uh, oh, myself. Yeah. I can I can safely say. Actually, no. <laughs> I would not have made that mistake, little guy. And I'll tell you why. Because you wouldn't have built a wheel. <laughs> well, let's just assume that I was building a wheel. If I was building a 20-inch front wheel for anything, uh-huh. I can 100% guarantee you 
I would lace it radially. But it's going to have a lot of weight on it. I am not concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned. I plan on having I, my maybe child. Maybe I should be, but I'm and, not. And, and, you know, like my groceries in there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I'm going to go with two cross. I'm going to buy some new spokes probably tomorrow and, and, and two cross it. But uh, what are you going to do, I guess? I don't know. You got to make mistakes. And you got to break some eggs to make an omelet or whatever. All right. Well, little guy, I'm just going to have to trust you on the wheel size uh, cargo bike issue because I don't particularly care that much or (laughs) think I'll run into that kind of issue. What we do need to concern ourselves with right now is road season is happening. Road season is here. It's been happening, whether it's in UAE tour or or San Juan or wherever. Mm. Um, And we're not ready. No. I know we're not ready because our picks are are wild. They're all over the place. We're trying to predict what's going to happen at Umloop, and we're trying to predict what's going to happen at KBK. And, I mean, it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall right now uh, this time of the season, but we're going to do it anyway, little guy. Um, what are you thinking? What do you see? Well, Are you reading the tea leaves? I'm trying. I've been trying. I'm with you. I'm a little all over the place. Um, well, and I let me give you uh, no, let me ahead. give you a quick uh, uh, rundown here because our friends over at RollerDerby.com they do have a proposition up for Umloop mm-hmm. uh, for both the men's and women's races. And right now, the folks over at Roller Derby have Matthew Vanderpool <laughs> as the favorite, <laughs> which, uh, which is bold, I think, considering he he really hid in the pack in his yeah. one road race hunting at. Uh, Algref, uh, Garvey, uh, he just hid in the pack, which I don't know. Yeah. You can read that both ways. I feel like with Vanderpool, you can justify anything. Yeah. So they've got Vanderpool uh, trending in the top position. Other, which is anyone that's not on this list, is number two right now. And Van Evermatt is, uh, is the third most popular choice, mm. um, which could be a good one, little guy. So what are you thinking? Well, I will agree with that. I think GVA is a solid pick. He's looked on form. Yeah. He's got Trenton on that team too, who's been um Trenton's been riding pretty well. I mean, it's like I think we're gonna find out. Like I don't really know, and I bet a bunch of these guys don't really know. Like a few of these big guys <laughs> like I don't know, what has Sepp Van Mark done this year? What has uh, Oliver Nason done this year? Like those big G uh, big uh Flandersy dudes like Yeah. Um my, my Vanderpool's definitely on my radar, I think. I'm I'm obviously a Vanderpool fanboy, and I can justify anything. So the fact that he didn't win this last week was weird that he did five road races and didn't win. But I think that just means yeah. that he's going to win. Which if he had it's won, really screwing I, up his his ratio there of wins to uh, to start. It's totally screwed. He's got to do. He's got to win the next five races to really f- put it right. Um, yeah. I do think GVA. I think my dark horse is Anthony Turgis. On uh, direct energy, uh, he, he's had some good showings this year, and I think um, weird. Okay, so I thought you might go direct energy, but I thought for sure you were going to go Terpstra. I what, what? I don't know what Terpstra's done this year. What has he done? Oh well, nothing. nothing. <laughs> Does it matter? Well, he's Terpstra, but he's he's getting older. Um, it's I don't true. know. It's true. Uh, okay, Turgis right. Turgis just had a uh, he had a close call. With winning a stage this last week, and I feel like mm. that team is a team that kind of needs to get out there and make a statement. Um, yeah. So I, I've got two kind of predictions, two two winner predict predictions, um, and one surprising dark horse. Okay. I think. You can't, and I, I. it would be kind of a miracle if he pulled it off, but he has won it twice, so you can't really write him out. But Ian Stannard's racing this mm-hmm. uh, with Ineos, and, um, you know, I, I never think of him uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a race winner, as a potential race winner, but he, he wins more often than I give him credit for, mm. and this seems to be one that uh, he enjoys. So I, uh, I got to put him on the radar. And my other one, uh, who has been showing some form early, one of the few people out there that I have that has come across my radar as like, oh, yeah, good race, mm-hmm. and uh, and could also be good at Umloop, 
Stebar. Yes, Stebar's Stebar's been riding well. That's that's the yeah. I can see that. It's a good one for him too. Yeah, unfortunately, I think this is the level of race he needs to focus on to kind of bring back that confidence to really, you know, I think he's, you know, he hasn't had, um, he hasn't got all the victories that he's been hoping for. You know, Perry Bay obviously eludes him and all this stuff, but um, now he's got all this competition. You know, it used to be just Sagan and, and GVA, and now it's the Matthew Vanderpools and Wouts of the world. He needs... He needs a victory, and yeah. um, and I think this could be it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as always, Quick Steps bringing Stybar, Casper Askreen, uh, and uh, like Lampart. You know, like jungles. Like they've they're stacked as usual. It's hard mm-hmm. to you can even look at them and be like, "There's Benny Overs," but I think yeah, mm-hmm. Stybar. I I think what's so hard about this time of year is like everyone. Only a few people have really shown the form. And so you can look at some of these teams like Quick Step and you can be like, well, Casper Eskreen, like he's been there in like Flanders, but like, I don't know. Is he yeah. raging? Yeah, yeah. Like T Spanute hasn't raced yet this year, but he's T Spanute, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we'll just say, uh, we'll just say that's Tim's pick for Umloop. Yeah. Because it, obviously it would be. Um, I want to throw one more super, 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 super dark horse pick out there. Okay, I'm wondering if it's similar to mine, well, but it's probably not. Maybe not. So NTT, been on a bit of a tear this year. <laughs> Nobody uh-huh, knows why. Yeah. The, if you look at their star list, you see two guys who you would assume you'd put your money on, Valgren yes. and Boss and yes. Hogan. Now, they've both yes. been seemingly riding pretty good, but the one rider on their start list who's actually been riding the best is uh, Reinhard von uh, Rendsburg, the okay. South African rider. And he's actually, he's been riding great so far this year. Um, had some solid finishes. Uh, he's more of a worker, but I see uh, super dark horse. He's going to get in the move for those other guys, and he's going to take the sprint out. That's that's my Interesting. super, super, super dark horse pick. That is pretty dark. What do you got? Um, so my dark horse is ironically maybe the most recognizable guy in the Peloton mm-hmm. right now, which makes it strange that he is a dark horse because, like, you cannot miss him. Okay. And that is, of course, world champion oh, yeah. Mads Peterson. This is the kind of race where he doesn't really necessarily need to work for anybody he could be the biggest guy on the team, even though they've got Ed, Edward Thunes, who might be uh, also a co-team leader, maybe. I don't know what they're doing. This is shot in the dark, but I think it could be a good race for him to really show off the stripes. Yeah. That would be good. I mean, he hasn't hasn't raced in a month. It's like some of these guys haven't raced. Like, that's going to hurt, man. It's like going to Ken Woods think, with nothing in the legs. <laughs> I know. Do you think... Um, do you think Mads could get in a move or bridge? Maybe he misses the move mm-hmm. and he starts to bridge across to that uh, that winning move and maybe a, an official on the motorcycle cuts him off uh, as he's trying to get over to his team car. Do you think he could recreate the classic Mario Cipollini <laughs> bottle throw at the motorcycle official uh, well in the world championship stripes mm-hmm. at the same race? Do you think he could do it? He seems too uh, good-natured for that. He doesn't seem like okay. enough of a prima donna yet. But maybe the world champion stripes have gone to his head, and I'm <laughs> and uh, well, we'll have to see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. All right. I I think we're gonna be I think we're gonna be wrong in every pick, but I hope not. Um, Probably. Yeah. Um. So if we're gonna be wrong on all these, we should also be wrong on all the KBK, um, which is. One of our favorite races, uh, notably, um, Mr. George Hincapie, uh had a great, gave, great showing there back in I don't know, two thousand two. Gosh, um, forever ago, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, not why we love it, but a great race nonetheless. A little brother, although it doesn't deserve to be um, a little Nairo to uh, Umloop's little Hymar. So, mm-hmm. um, what do you got? What are you thinking? Well, it's a tough one because, man, the first one was tough. This is even harder. Um, 
obviously the rule of thumb is if Quickstep doesn't win on on Umloop, then they win at they win current, right? I mean, they're going to sweep the podium at Kern if yeah. they don't win Umloop. Yeah, but you got the the interesting thing about Kern is you got some guys thrown in the mix who aren't there. So like uh, Lotto is going to have John Degenkolb lining out for them for the first uh-huh. time in a classic. I was at I put at, a star next to his name yeah, on the start list yeah. after Kern, right? Um, so that's that's interesting. Like EF is subbing in Kirkalier. Also, a guy who could who could Dang, probably win you this. are looking at all the same things as me because I put a star next to his name as well. Well, new team, new classic season. You gotta you gotta get you gotta get out there the first time and with your chance because he's mm-hmm. probably gonna be the leader for it. Um, you gotta make sure it it counts. But my 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 pick, hundred percent, throwing all my money, sliding all my money across the table onto Tim Merlier. Vanderpool's not oh. gonna be there. Um, yeah, yeah, they're going to have Madolo, who's been riding, seems to be getting back to his old self. But Merlier, uh, Belgian champion, um, is going to want to show that jersey, mm-hmm. Belgian champion on the road. And just as last year when Matthew Vanderpool um, started his first road season, went to the Tour of Antalya in Turkey and won some stuff there. And we were yapping and going crazy about how this meant that he was going to crush it when he hit hit the road, the the big time road stuff. And all the real roadies were like, ah, whatever. That's, that's little stuff. Uh, Merlier went out and won the last stage of the Tour Antalya um, just the other day, which lets me know that the form is coming along. He's transferred that cross form into road form. No problem. He's, he's going to take the win. It's going to be easy peasy. <laughs> that's a, uh, I like it. That's a pretty good, um, uh, it makes a lot of sense, little guy. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And uh, it makes a lot more sense than my picks, which All right, let's hear. are completely random. Obviously, I like Degenkolb and I like Kuklier. Uh, uh, I think those are two great picks um, and and guys to watch for sure. I am surprised uh, to hear that you did not pick from uh, Bahrain McLaren, mm. uh, Phil Bob. Yeah, no, that's solid. Which that's solid. I thought You're right for sure... That would be right up your alley um for for multitude of reasons um but uh yeah he's got i think yeah uh, might be the pick but i'm not going to go i'm not going to go with the same one as you All right. uh, so i'm going to go let's scroll back up here ah there we go let's go for a super dark horse for the win with my main pick not a dark horse pick this is what i think is going to happen somehow America comes <laughs> comes right again okay. after so many years after Hingappy um, put a stamp of authority on this race. Travis McCabe. I thought you were going there. All right. From the Israel Startup Nation, doing it for the small team, doing it for America, doing it in Belgium at KBK. That's what I want to see happen. I don't know that it will, but uh, fingers crossed. Um, I would... Yeah, if I could see one rider win, I'd want to see Travis McCabe win, uh, especially uh, American rider making the jump to the big time later in his career. Hundred percent, I want to see that. Had some good results at Columbia. I think. I think it's it's could be. He's riding well. I think he can. Like he's the kind of rider that could do it. Like he's good at these kind of races, you know. And uh, like like we were alluding to, the pressure is a little bit off after Umloop. Like it's still a big race and it's still important, but the pressure's a little bit off. Like half of the, half the big guys are like, yeah, I had a good race yesterday. I'm just phoning it in today. Yeah. I, if, if he doesn't win, I do want to see him earlier. I want to see the Belgian. I want to see that Belgian national yep. national right. kit. You know, I want to see. There we go. Write it in stone. Place your bets over on rollerderby.com. R O U L E U R Derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, dot com and uh sign up it's free uh it doesn't cost anything you're not spending real money you place uh bets with your fake internet points and you can see how well you do uh and you can try to uh beat our picks here on the slow ride podcast and tim's pick of teaspanute um, for everything both days yep. strangely um <laughs> probably not even on the start uh, list the second day but probably not uh, tim picks him anyway yeah tim picks him anyway yep. come on tim he's not even tim. on the start list the second day let's say second day tim oh. i'm gonna give tim a super easy one second day tim goes with cease bowl 
off the Sunweb team. Just to stay with Sunweb. He's actually probably gonna get the win uh-huh. with that one. That's a that's a it's <laughs> a freebie, Tim. All right. Well, good luck to Tim. Good luck to all of our listeners. And with that, we need to wrap up the uh, 287th episode of the Slow Ride Pod. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so via email at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. You can always tweet at us or Instagram at us at theslowridepod on the social medias. Um, we'd like to thank our sponsors of the episode works and the works hydro shot. You can pick up yours at yourcleanbike.com and use the promo code gear up to save yourself some money. Uh, whoop whoop.com. Uh, you can use the code W a P to save yourself 15% there off their, uh, great service. And that whoop 3.0 strap, it is a big help, um, for anyone that is, uh, trying to be an athlete and take care of themselves. And of course, head over to Grimper Brothers, uh, wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. We'll get you there uh, and pick yourself up some full Schleck or cycle cross friends before they're gone. Yeah. Last chance. Get on that and, Schleck uh, train. Yeah. With that, I think, uh, I think we need to thank BK one of rhyme series entertainment for our intro and outro music and little guy, you can, uh, you can set us into the outro here. Hey, I've been Matt in Minneapolis. <laughs> and I've been Spencer in Boston, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePodcast.